Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first. Because guess what? You are not alone. This podcast is your guiding light, unveiling the path to self-discovery and discovering your soul's deep desires. It's time to realize that you are so worthy of living a life you've always dreamed of. Together, we'll shed light on what truly sets your soul on fire and give you a massive permission slip to choose you. With soul-led conversations, we aim to impact millions of lives. We're here to inspire you to live your authentic story with zero regrets. We believe that real change happens when you're being held in a safe space of love and support. We will be walking alongside you shoulder to shoulder and encouraging you to be bold in the face of fear. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together, we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Hello and welcome, you beautiful humans. I am so glad that you are here, that you are joining this podcast, Raw and Radiant. Um, It is a gift and a pleasure to have one of my friends and one of my soul sisters in the van life community, solo female entrepreneur, who's also traveling around the country in her van. Um, I Her name is Jen Ismar, and we originally met in Palm Springs at the Journal of Lost Times, a room of your own all-women's van meetup, and I held a powerful breathwork session that I believe that you're in, and we connected afterward and online, and it was just a gift to witness, like, hear your story and hear, like, how it transforms you in that moment in time, and so Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited that you're here and that I'm offering you this space to share your courage, your wisdom, and as you say, your faith over fear. So tell my audience, my community a little bit about yourself and currently where you are. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy getting to share my story and my experience. I've gone through a lot of struggles and I find that if I can find the good in them where they help others, that it makes it kind of all worth it. So a little bit about me, I'll give you kind of the close notes. I was a CrossFit coach and trainer for a very long time. The pandemic helped me shift my work from needing to be in a gym to all online. So now I'm a holistic health coach um, with a mindset focus. So I do a lot of one-on-ones around our words and our language and how that creates our story and our identity. And I'm sure we're going to get into more of that later. So took all my work online and decided to go for van life. I did a lot of mindset work on myself and that allowed me, gave me the strength and the courage to pursue this. My van's name is Dream because it was a two-year dream before I ever get into action. And really it was one of those Someday I'll live in a van, but like, you don't really think it's going to happen until I decided it was going to happen. And then I took the steps and now I'm here 
And currently I'm in Bend, Oregon, which is beautiful. I'm staying with a friend. I'm on a ranch where I've got horses and cows and chickens, and it is just spectacular. <laughs> mm, thank you, Jen. Yeah, that's something that I recognize too, that when we were having the conversation on Instagram, that we are both CrossFit coaches, come from that background. And like, what a beautiful gift to be in community in that space of health and wellness, but also recognizing for me myself, like that journey in my life and my past life was really driven by the doing, 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 and not fully living my dream, not fully living my intention of why my soul came here. So there's so many beautiful things that came out of that pandemic time when we're all shut down. You couldn't coach anymore. And so you had this two-year dream of turning this dream into van life. And tell me about like for me, it was a one-year dream and like really leaning into that fear, really leaning into that courage. And like, tell me about that transition from coaching and from your house and living, moving into dream your van. Yeah, it was hard. It was a really hard two years. So when I, when I lost my job, that was my identity mm -hmm. for over 10 years. I was a CrossFit coach. I was a personal trainer. I worked in a gym. And now all of a sudden I was having to re kind of define myself. Who am I? Who do I serve? What do I do? Because even before the pandemic, I wasn't feeling, feeling fulfilled anymore. I kind of felt like I had reached the top I was going to reach in the gym as far as connecting with people. And I just, I wanted more. I didn't know what more was. It was a feeling, right? An, an mm -hmm. internal, like, I can do more. I can do better. So it was a two-year journey of trying things. Maybe I'll be an online nutrition coach. No, I don't really want to do that. What aligns with me, what felt good. It was a lot of failing. One of the things I'm really big on is shifting our perception and our mindset. So I did a lot of work around what failure, failing means to me. Like I, I shifted it from a negative thing to I was growing. If I was failing, that meant I was trying. That was pushing my boundaries. I was growing mm -hmm. and that was okay. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it was okay to fail, which made it okay to try new things. And it's eventually how I stumbled on the mindset certification that I took, which literally changed my life. And it changed me as a coach. And it gave me another way to work with people, which has been the most rewarding and fulfilling work I've ever done. And so that was kind of the work journey. As far as the van, it was literally a moment in time. It was New Year's Day two years ago. I was on the beach with some friends sitting there like, this is what I want. On the beach this in California. Is, yeah, on the beach in California. Yeah. At the time, I was renting a room. I was living with a family. They were my friends, but they had a young baby. I had a small room where I was doing all my work from this like little corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on this beach and I'm like, I need more of this. I need more nature. I can't sit at a desk at a computer like anymore. Why can't I do that from the beach? Why can't I do that from anywhere? Mm -hmm. I'm going to live in a van this year. And I literally like said that on our way home. I told my friends by the end of this year, I will be living in a van. I had no idea where the money was going to come from. I had no idea what I was going to do for work. And I was still figuring that out. I had no idea that I was going to build it, buy it, rent it, what but I decided that it was going to happen. And from that point, the universe took it away and 
the right people, the right, I took the right steps and it just, it ended up happening in that November. I was living in dream. So many things are being downloaded to me right now. Like I am so excited for you because I'm finding out more and more about you and how our journeys are so similar and being the solo female van lifers, like that's scary as fuck, right? And it takes courage. And when you bring apart, bring forth the failing, I always say, like, I like to say it's falling forward. Like that's our learning. And it's like, it's that shift in that mindset because failure is that opportunity to learn. Failure is that opportunity to grow and transform because it really takes us outside of our comfort zone. And, and that's the same way with fear too. Like I witness, and I always say this, like when I have the sweaty pit moments, like that's when I know those are the things I should be doing because that's my internal intuition that's saying, yes, go there, lean into it. I've got you. The universe has got you. And the same with you is like, I had no idea how I was going to do this. I had no idea where I was going to go. I had, like, I was, I was okay going to be pursuing this journey and my Subaru Outback wagon with Olivia. And for those of you that don't know, Olivia is my chocolate lab, but like really it's just leaning into that faith and leaning into that courage and having that undeniable desire and knowingness within you that you can do it. So that like, tell me like, it's, it's not easy. Van life is not easy. Like you had a reel that is uh, reality versus, you know, Instagram of what van life is. And share with me like one of your most profound, like uncomfortable, sweaty pit moment story living in the van. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, I bought the van. <laughs> Until I literally drove away. So I lived in California. I found the van in a Facebook group online that was in North Carolina. Literally across the country and I did my homework I talked to the guy we did a video walkthrough and I'm like am I asking crazy I'm gonna buy a van from across the country I've never seen before I'm gonna fly there and drive this thing back yes I was crazy and it was amazing <laughs> so I get there before this I had a motorcycle and a Mustang so small very fast and now I'm buying this very big very slow RV that I've had no experience with and the guy is like showing me how to use it and I'm feeling overwhelmed like trying to remember everything driving away like it hit me I was like oh crap like I now am on my own in this van where am I going to sleep tonight nobody's here to help me what if the van breaks down like all of that the fear mm -hmm. right starts to creep in and I've done a lot of work again around my mindset and shifting perspective. Fear is just imagining a worst case outcome. True. We, right there. Yeah. What if the van breaks down? What if somebody breaks in the van? What if this? What if that? And that makes us feel scared. Faith is imagining a positive outcome. Mm -hmm. What if? Mm. What if everything goes amazing? What if I meet the love of my life on the road? What if I make incredible friends on the road, which will all happen? Mm -hmm. I'm not the love of my life yet, but so I, I just had to really kind of rein in my thoughts, but I literally had to stop and pull over because I was, I was shaky and I was like really getting nervous and I had to just like be like, okay, that's adrenaline, like breathe for a minute. This is going to be amazing. I can figure anything out. If something happens, I'll work through it and I'll be just fine. 
So yeah. that was probably the one of the scariest moments for me. Mm, I love that. I love that story too, because there's like, it's like, you're so excited. You go to pick up the van, you're so excited. And like, there's like all this, this, these ideas in your mind of where you're going to go and what you're going to do and what you're going to see. And then all of a sudden that reality hits you of like, oh my God, now what do I do? Where am I sleeping tonight? And there's so many opportunities out there for van lifers to connect with other van lifers through different van meetups. There's like apps out there where to stay, like there's Harvest Host or iOverlander. And, you know, worst case scenario, we always have, you know, Cracker Barrel or Walmart. So knowing that those resources are available. And for me, Jen, like it was knowing that I had a core group of people that I had my location on with. And also like checking in. So the first couple weeks was I'm just checking in. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm checking in. So it's having that community, having that support so that you can build that self-trust within you so that you can build that self-safety within you. Because for me, it was taken away from me for so long that I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to cultivate that. So thank you for bringing that forth. Like Really, it's the it's the most exciting and the most scariest part, you know, of of that first step, that first hundred miles in the van, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first night, my generator broke. It was so hot. There were mosquitoes everywhere. Like I ended up in a hotel my very first night because I started at a campground. It was just a whole thing. But you know what? I learned. You learned. I learned that I'm capable. Mm -hmm. I learned that I can figure things out. I learned that I'll be okay. Mm. And that first journey, just driving the van back, was so great for me to teach me that. I was a great teacher of, I'm strong, I'm capable, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and I was like, I can rule the world. <laughs> right? <laughs> what else can I do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, thank you for bringing that forth for other women that are listening to the show that it is possible. It is possible for us to step outside of our comfort zone and to do the things that are scary because, yeah, it creates so many profound shifts within us that we can, as I like to say, fully live a life of our dreams and fully live to where and what our soul has been called here to do. And I know that, you know, stalking your website and stuff, I know what your passion is, but I would love for you to share with the listeners what your passion is. What are you doing? Like, how how are you supporting other women? Because I know that's another journey that we share in common. Yeah. So long story short, I had a period of my life that was very stressful. My husband got arrested. I was going through a divorce. I lost my job. I was changing careers. Like, all of these things happened at once. And my health, like, I was a trainer. I was active. I was working out, but I started to gain weight. I was having really bad digestive issues. I couldn't sleep, depression, anxiety, brain fog, no energy, all of these things. And I got stuck there for a while. And my journey out of that was very long. It was a lot of learning, but specifically around my mental health and victim mentality and, and learning that I'm in control of my life, that I can change the way my life feels, that everything, you know, I focus on what I can control mm -hmm. to, to get the outcome that I want, that I'm not just this 
victim of all these people did this thing, this stuff to me. Mm-hmm. So my my mission, my passion, my journey is now helping other women shorten their period. So where it took me 13 years to learn some lessons the hard way, mm-hmm. I am now actually working on a course to put together everything that I've learned to help other women shorten that journey. Because I know how it is when you're stuck in the middle of it. You're not feeling good. So we use food, alcohol, shopping, all of these things to make ourselves feel better in the moment, which just makes us feel worse because now we're still gaining weight or we have gut health problems or we're not sleeping. Now, when we feel like that, we're not motivated to chase our dreams or go after our passion. We just can't get past how shitty we feel. Right. So I've put together a course that incorporates not only some nutrition and exercise, which has been my life's mission, but more of the mindset work. The belief, the mm. self-love, mm. the shifting our identity, mm-hmm. because these things become who we are. For a long time, I was sick. Words to define me, and I never got better. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I separated myself from that identity that I was able to start to move into a new identity, which was somebody who loves life, somebody who's creative, somebody who wants to help people. But it was a long journey. But there were things that helped me on my way. Like I said, I'm taking the best of those things, putting it into a course that I can now share with others to help Mm -hmm. shorten their journey. Mm, I love that. And again, so many things came through for me because you and I, another thing that we have in common that I just resonated with, like I have a nutritional therapy practitioner background too. And like that, the disease, like fully resonating with that, like we create these stories in our head and we live in that vortex of that, I call it that toilet bowl victim swirl. And we, we just stay in that spin. And unless we have the courage and you say, and, and, and you bring forth like to be able to love yourself unconditionally, no matter what happens, And no matter where you are so that you can step outside of that toilet bowl so that you can fully live on your terms or their terms. And I love that you have this course coming out to help other women, because, again, that is my mission and my passion, too, is to help women to, I say, my life, the first half, because I'm 54, the first half of my life was all this learning, like getting out of that that victim mentality of this all happened to me. I now say this happened for me because now the second half of my life, because I'm going to live to at least a hundred, the second half of my life is to be able to share like all of those nuggets and not to say that life isn't going to give us the ups and downs and give us the highs and lows, but we have the tools and the capacity and the support system to come back home to ourselves to keep continuing to live our mission, our purpose. Yeah. A lot of people will say to me like, oh, you're always so positive. You're such a positive like personality. And I love that. But sometimes I feel like it can be misconstrued that I'm always positive. That's not life, right? Life is 50% positive, 50% negative. I've learned over the years, like I still have my, you know, down times, my times where I'm not feeling well. The difference is I don't get stuck there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the difference is now I have tools to recognize when I'm starting to have certain thoughts that are spiraling me down. I stop them faster and I'm able to move in a different direction a lot faster than I used to in the past. But I think when we hear like somebody who's always positive, we're like, yeah, it's easy for them. 
I could never be happy all the time. That's not the goal. The goal is not to be happy all the time. We, we need contrast. We need, you know, sadness to experience happiness. It's just to have better tools so that we can keep ourselves from getting stuck there. Yeah, you brought forth that awareness comes to you faster and faster and faster now. And that is the journey. Like that is the journey of the tools. And that's for for me, that's what breathwork has done for me is being able to recognize when I'm in that swirl or when I'm in that low to go, okay, this is potentially where this is coming from. How can I heal it? How can I move through it? And how can I allow it to like pass through instead of like sweep it under the rug and allow it to just be stuck in my body and whether it's with the thoughts or whether it's with the emotions, you know, it all traps within us. And so Olivia's doing a little shifting underneath my feet. <laughs> so so these tools gives us the ability to to recognize that awareness quicker and quicker and quicker and being able to like like you said, like the lows are going to happen and to sit in that low is a beautiful thing. Like I think so many people too want to just like get through the low really fast, but to sit in that low and to recognize that low and allow the feels to move through us and have that awareness to say that, okay, that's where that came from. This is how I can, you know, shift my perspective. This is how I can change my mindset and allow that emotion to move through in and out of our body. Right. Yeah. When we don't allow ourselves to feel our emotions, that's when we need coping strategies to hide from our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And I've done them all. Mm -hmm. Drugs, sex, booze, food, shopping, social media. Like I've had periods with all of them. Mm -hmm. And it's only when I started to learn to feel my emotions and to process them properly that I didn't need those things for that purpose anymore. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Thank you for bringing that forward too. Yeah. Because like we've, we're all on this human journey. We're all learning and we're all failing and falling forward. And it's recognizing that, yeah, that this, these things are coping mechanisms and we can change that. And so your faith over fear and your keys to happiness that, that you, I don't want to say live by, but that's something that's really super important to you. What are those? I have lots of mantras that I, I live by. Words are so important in how we feel. And so like these statements that I have, like speak over fear, it evokes a feeling in me. It instantly reminds me that uh, fear is just imagining, you know, a negative outcome and I can imagine a positive outcome. If I'm going to make something up either way, let's make up the positive outcome because it affects the actions that I take. Mm -hmm. Another one is want something different, do something different. Mm. Uh, for a long time, I was doing the same things with my diet, the same things with my exercise, having the same thought patterns, but expecting my body to change or expecting my, yeah. 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 So I remind myself if I'm not happy with where I'm at, with my body, with my work, with anything, then I need to do something different. Something mm -hmm. needs to change. Mm -hmm. Three questions that you can ask yourself that are really good for that are, what do I need to start doing? Like, mm -hmm. what do I need to start doing that's different? Mm -hmm. What do I need to keep doing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing that works that I, I want to keep doing? Or what do I need to stop doing? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think, I don't know what to do. But if we actually slow down and check in with ourselves, 
we know exactly what to do. We just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So trusting yourself, having faith that you do know what the answer is. And this is where breath work is so important. So I clicked with you and resonated with you so much because I had been on a breathwork journey before that. Um, my body was literally stuck. My nervous system was stuck in this on position. And I learned how to use breathing as a tool to shift me into a more relaxed state, which allowed me to see things differently. You see your problems differently. You see solutions better. You're able to think more clearly. When we're stuck in this perpetual state of fight or flight, always on, upregulated, everything feels overwhelming. Everything feels hard. I don't know what to do. Why is everything, you know, broken? Mm -hmm. My body's not working. Mm -hmm. Life isn't working. Everything's happening to me. And rest work is free. It is such a great tool to be able to control that feeling of panic and overwhelm and anxiety and get us to a place where we can think better, feel better, check yeah. in with ourselves. Yeah. Get to know ourselves. Yeah. It's such a great tool. Yeah, it is a beautiful tool. And I know that you share so much about moving your body too. And and for me, like that's super important too, because it's super easy to stay stuck here in the van and, you know, work all day and go, okay, well, I'm tired and let's just sit and have a glass of wine or something. Right. But I feel that my better days, my better presence of being is when I move my body, whether it's a trail run or whether it's like you, you, you hike a lot. And like, that is a super free gift, like our breath that we can do to elevate our state of being and to change where we are and to change out of that victim mentality. I've duck hair in my mouth. <laughs> Imagine 100%. that. I always say like movement is the gateway drug. Mm -hmm. When I'm feeling stuck, I'm tired, lazy, don't want to do something. I'm eating, you know, wrong. So it's when I, my habits have just kind of gotten out of whack, I start with movement and I go for a walk. Like I don't say I'm going to do an hour long lifting or burpee running session. I just go for a walk mm -hmm. and I will instantly feel better. Being in nature, getting our blood moving, getting our body moving, releases endorphins, and then I'm ready to take the next step. Then I'm ready to, you know, to move. You know, going from being a trainer in a gym where I was standing, I was very active all day, to more online work where I sit. I started to really recognize how sitting in front of a computer makes you tired. Mm -hmm. It makes you exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like, I get why people don't want to work out after work. They're tired. But the working out is what will give you energy. Like it will make you feel better. Right. And so you have to just know that and have faith and get the movement. Like whether you feel like it or not, just do it because it will make you feel better on the other side. Mm -hmm. So true. You also talk about setting boundaries. Tell me about sending boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are important. You know, so many women I work with are moms. They have families, kids, husbands, pets. They take care of everybody's schedule except for their own. Mm -hmm. Like they're the last ones that that get the time for self-care or anything like that. And there's no time for that. But we can't give if we don't, if we're if our cup isn't full, right? Self-care is not selfish. You know, my sister said that one. She's like, it feels so selfish to do things for myself. And I see her as the most selfless person I know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
you give everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. So like taking time for you is not selfish. In fact, it makes you a better mother, a better daughter, a better friend, a better partner. Mm-hmm. So making sure we have certain boundaries with our time. Also for me, like an important one is with social media. So I am have a love-hate relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. It is such a good way for me to connect with people, to keep people, you know, a, like to let them know how my journey is going, to keep in touch with people as I travel. But also I'm aware of how it makes me feel. Comparison, mm-hmm. judgment. Mm-hmm. Why am I not posting like that? Why didn't I do a live like that? Why can't I make reels like that? Mm-hmm. And it's not intentional, but it's instant. Mm-hmm. It just takes seeing a picture or somebody posts something and it's a triggering thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, and I've noticed if I start my day like that, the whole rest of my day, I have anxiety. I feel behind. I feel overwhelmed. So I've learned if I put rules around what times of day I can look at my social media, I feel more in control. Mm-hmm. So I am very protective of my morning and evening time. My morning, I start with something for my body, something yep. for my brain, yep. and a lot of water. Yeah. And after, you know, nine or 10, then I can get on social media. Yeah. And sometimes I'll video what I'm doing or take a picture, but I don't post and I don't go on there because I know how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I'm very protective of how things make me feel these mm-hmm. days. I love that boundary. I love that boundary so much, Jen. So thank you for bringing that forth. And that, I mean, that's a huge permission slip for other people too, is that let your morning and let your evening be the time for you, be that selfish, selfless time for you so that you can fill your own cup. You talk about gratitude, you talk about boundaries, you talk about moving your body, you talk about breathing and getting out in nature. And those are such free, beautiful gifts that we can give ourselves to shift our mindset, to shift our perspective, to really tap into being in the present moment. Because in reality, like if we think about it, that's all we have. We only have right here, right now, this very moment that you and I are on this Zoom call, like that's all we have. And it is such a beautiful gift for me to connect with you. And I have full body chills right now. So mm, I'm just going to sit with that for a moment. Thank you. Mm, Yeah. One of the things that I like to do first thing in the morning is I started this summer solstice 90 day morning meditation. And even being a breathwork facilitator, like there's so much that I give to other people that it is super important and super important for you too, is that we fill our cup. We take the time for ourselves to nurture ourselves. And so my first few moments are of the day are either I'm doing a Joe Dispenza guided meditation or love him. Yes. A meditation off of the calm app or this morning I just sat by the river and I did the grounding, the grounding senses where you look for five things you can see four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And that really brings us into that present moment. And that's another gift that is free to us that creates the gratitude, that creates the presence, that creates all these things that we are here to do. Mm-hmm. Are We are here to fill our own cup so that we can give back to other people. I think talking about like why is it important to be in the present moment is is good to do here because so many of us live in the past or we worry about the future Mm -hmm. but those are both very stressful things that are out of our control right the past has already happened but yet we let it still influence how we feel the future we tend to look at 
more with anxiety and what if all the bad things like what if this goes wrong what if that goes wrong and so it keeps us in this more upregulated state of stress where i already mentioned like we don't think well we don't see solutions to our problems not to mention the physical issues with sleep with digestion with all of these things so meditation and like affirmation statements Mm -hmm. can really help us focus our mind come into the present moment which just the way i see it like gives you control of your life back yeah i can control my life in the present moment that's the only place i can control it Mm -hmm. and i don't know about you i want to be in control of my life i felt like for years that i wasn't Mm -hmm. and so i want to, to to have that control now yeah such such a true statement and really resonating with the the past and the future and that's that's fear-based that's anxiety-based and especially being like female van lifers too like we can get caught up in that swirl we can get caught up in that fear of like like you said at the beginning like where are we going to sleep you know where are we going next and I've witnessed within myself and I've witnessed within your journey too, is just being present and being present with nature, like being present with the people that we are in communication with right here, right now. And that is, that is such a gift and letting go of the past, because like you said, the past is the past. There's nothing we can do to change it. And the future is out of our control. So let's, let's just be in the present, which is the gift, right? Yeah. Community is so important. And especially, you know, I love that you're doing this for women because it's so important for us to connect and support each other. For the first majority of my life, all I wanted was things. I wanted clothes and jewelry and makeup and all of the things. And I didn't, didn't want for friends, right? Like I had enough friends that I need more friends. And now I find that it's the exact opposite. I want not for things. I have a van with very few <laughs> items in it, and I am mm-hmm. so happy with it. Mm-hmm. I crave connection. I want to meet people. I want to hear their stories. I want to, you know, serve and to help. Like that's what makes me feel good. Yeah, um, not possessions, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those this, are the true gifts. This lifestyle has lent for that. Like I've made more friends in the last eight months than I have in probably the last five years. It's been amazing. Mm, Yes. Agreed. 100% agreed. And also like my, I, I, I have this, this yin and yang of the extrovert and the introvert. I really love being the introvert and being in nature by myself, but yet I also really love being the extrovert. I was just in Salida, Colorado for an RV meetup and that whole extrovert within me came out. But then it's also recognizing that balance that I needed within me of like coming back home and taking care of myself so that again, I can be of service to other people so I can create those deeper connections and to be supportive to other women. Because in reality, like you witness at a lot of the van meetups and a lot of the at the RV meetup, like there's a lot of solo women doing this journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And to see that in Palm Springs when we were there, how many solo women were doing this, like, fuck yeah, so courageous and so brave, like big celebration. And 
big celebrations to those of you that are just maybe have this little tiny desire to do something completely out of the norm, completely out of the box and out of what society says that you should do. Like, like just lean into it, lean into that fear, lean into those sweaty pit moments because like we have them all the time and, and like, we're still here to talk about them. Yeah. And yeah. one of the questions I get asked a lot is like, don't you get lonely? And I'm like, no, I, maybe sometimes if I've been on my own for a while, but like you said, there's been a lot of meetups, a lot of connections. I visit a lot of friends. I get to visit a lot of friends. And so I really appreciate and look forward to the downtime because I like being with myself. I like learning more about myself. I like quiet. Hmm. And years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. And years ago, I hated myself. Yeah. My self-talk was so bad. And that was part of the reason why I needed the booze and the alcohol or the, the alcohol, the food, the, all the things to cope because I couldn't be with myself. Right. And learning to forgive myself, to let go of shame and guilt and to love myself for the things that I had done. So the things that I had learned for the person that I was becoming, it's really shifted how my life feels. And it's just allowed me to take bigger risks and go after what I really want. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeing you and witnessing you and you're releasing that shame and releasing that guilt, like that is such a gift to your soul. That is such a gift to your humanness so that you can continue to create the ripple effect to affect the people that are around you to show them their gifts and to live the life on their terms like that is so beautiful because we all I mean I'm just gonna it's a blanket statement like we all live with shame shame and guilt like there's something that we did that we have shame and guilt for and if we can forgive ourselves actually releases that attachment to that person or that thing that created that shame and guilt and like it allows them to go on and allows us to go on. So it's like this energetic shift this way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because think about it, like we're with our thoughts all day long. Like mm -hmm. we talk about stressors, you know, we got money issues, sitting in traffic, all of these things. Our thoughts are probably our biggest stressor and our thoughts are a habit. So every time I look in the mirror, it was, oh, I'm fat. Oh, I hate this. Oh. Why do I have digestive issues? Ugh, I didn't sleep again. Mm -hmm. That didn't make me feel very good. No. And when I when I don't feel very good, I want chocolate chip cookies. Mm -hmm. I want burgers. I want fries. I want all these things because mm -hmm. that makes me feel good for a second. When I can look at the mirror and love myself just for taking this journey, for striving each day to be a little bit better, for recognizing that my failures and problems and faults don't make me a bad person. They were just things that I've learned from. Mm -hmm. Then I feel differently. Yeah. And then I behave differently and act differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Oh, so many things. Um, I want to come back to your van. I want to come back to dream and like the name represents something deeper for you. And I would love for you to share that name and how this lifestyle has changed who you are. Can we get into that, those juicy details of that? Yeah. Like I said, I, I named my van dream because it was a two year. I mean, really it was longer than that. I've had a lifelong dream of travel. Mm -hmm. I wanted to travel, but I was a trainer in the gym mm -hmm. and 
It's very hard to take time off of work. You don't get paid. So that was, again, just a future kind of uh, goal or ambition. But making the choice and then taking the steps to actually do it really helped, like I said, give me confidence. Mm -hmm. It showed me that I can do whatever I want in life. Yeah. I remember when I first, my first CrossFit gym that I was a member and then became a coach at, I met two different people that quit their jobs and traveled the world, one for six months and one for a year. And I was like, you can do that? You can just quit your job and travel? Somebody was like, you can do whatever you want. But I was so stuck in the narrative of you go to school, you go to college, you pick a career, then you get married, then you have kids, like that's how life works. And you work an eight to five until you're 65 years old and then you can Mm -hmm. retire and Mm -hmm. do what? In the box. Yeah. And so that was my first like start to think outside the box. Like, hey, you can do other things, but I still didn't have the confidence at that point to do anything like that. And so making that decision, even though it was scary AF, every step of the way, from the moment I made the decision, my brain was like, "Uh uh-uh, you can't Mm -hmm. do that. You need a man. Who's going to fix the man? What Mm -hmm. if, you know, you need protection. Like, you can't do that yourself. Even Mm -hmm. though I have a crab background, so I'm a ninja, PMs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, I can't do it. And I had to keep like overcoming those obstacles, right? Mm -hmm. I had one band that I was going to rent from my sister that fell through. Mm -hmm. All these these things happened that could have been an easy out for me. Mm -hmm. And my brain was like, oh, yeah, see, you can't do it. Don't do it. Like Mm -hmm. it's not not meant to be. Mm -hmm. And I worked really, really hard to overcome that and be like, no, I'm capable. I can, I can, you know, I can do anything I want. It just takes learning and now it's easier than ever there's so many resources the internet is a wealth of information and the apps and friends and all of the things so it was not easy but every time i overcame my negative thoughts or you know trying to pull out it made me stronger Mm -hmm. it made me believe in myself more and it made me want it more Mm -hmm. and then i started to tell more people about it because the more you you vocalize mm-hmm. your goals, it holds you accountable. Like then yeah. it was like, well, yep. no, I have to do it. I told yep. everybody I'll look like a fool if I don't. <laughs> yep. anyway. So that can be a trick. Like if there's something yeah. that you want, tell people. Yeah. So yeah. And you're manifesting it. Like you're putting it out of the universe. Yeah. This is what I want. Like that's how I went about it. It's like, okay, well, if I, I applied for my first van van meetup breathwork session in McCall, Idaho, even before having a van, even before knowing how I was going to get a van and like it, it just, I put it out there and I got accepted for it and I'm like, okay, so now what universe, this is what I desire in a van. These are the things. And, and like, it's really, like you said, being held accountable, but also having that vision and having that energy and feeling the feels of what it will be like when you're doing the thing no matter what the thing is it doesn't have to be van life it could be it could be running a marathon it could be hiking the pct it could be simply just traveling to italy by yourself right it's just having that energetic output of what it could be like and also witnessing like there's going to be the hard things too like we both have experienced you know so like and that's the beauty of the learning and of the lesson so mm. Yeah, it's not letting those things stop us, right? And continuing to move forward. 
I help women build businesses online too. And a lot of times I'll get, well, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. But if you think about anything in your life that you do, in the beginning, you didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, you decided that it was important enough to you to learn, whether that's a skill for your job. Being a mother, right? Like you didn't know how to be a mother. I'm not a mother myself before, but you learned as you go. You decide that it's something that you want and then you do it. Somewhere I was going to go with that train of thought that now just went away. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So let me ask you, where has been your most magical van life overnight camping place that you have witnessed? I think the Grand Canyon has been mm. the most for me so far, like just and I'm probably forgetting right now that one just tends to stick out in my yeah. head because it was so big, but it was, it was just beautiful. Like literally as I approached it for the first time, I was like, <laughs> I take, couldn't believe how massive it was. Take my listeners there. Like give us some feels. So I had, I have a dream to visit all of the national parks. And so each time I try to do a little bit of research where I'm at and kind of plan out my days, which sometimes is easier than others, but find this little trail that's going to bring me to the Grand Canyon and I'm walking towards it. And literally as I can start to see it, I start to see like the magnitude of it and the depth of it. And it literally brought tears to my eyes. Mm. The, the longer I've done this, this journey, the more I've been in nature, the closer I feel to nature. The, the more I appreciate trees and birds mm-hmm. and flowers and massive rocks and huge mm-hmm. mountains and huge holes in the earth that a river has dug over millions of years. And so I, I think like that, like, what did this look like a million years ago? And this river like cars this path and it like just gave me the chills. And the Grand Canyon was one of those places that I've wanted to see for so long. And here I was like finally getting to see it. And I did it by myself. Yeah, That was another thing that I was worried about was like traveling. Like, oh, it's not going to be fun to hike by myself. It's not going to be fun to see the national parks by myself. I freaking love it. <laughs> I get to do whatever I want. If yeah. I want to spend five days there, I can. If I want to just spend one, if I want to do a really long hike or a really short hike, it's whatever I want to do. It's the freedom. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. been amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't Thank get me you. wrong. I'm looking for that person to share my life with, but I'm also really enjoying being on my own right now until I find my soulmate. Well, and doing what you love too. Like you're going to find the person, like you keep evolving, you keep expanding, you keep growing and you keep blossoming. And then you'll be able to like call in that person that's able to hold you in your power and hold you in this beautiful place where your soul is like lit the fuck up. Like, I mean, Jen is like resonating through the screen right now. I can totally feel it. And so thank you for sharing that journey of being at the Grand Canyon. And yeah, there's there's just so many beautiful places and so many beautiful parks. And I am so grateful to have you here. I have two more questions for you. I'm so super curious why you have Winnie the Pooh in the back. <laughs> oh, I love Winnie the Pooh. So, you know, we always, everyone has a thing that they start collecting. Well, somewhere in my childhood, Winnie the Pooh is that thing. Mm. But I was probably a little older when I started. So we went to Disney World when I was a senior in high school, junior in high school, I think. And it was just 
a few years before that, that I fell in love with Winnie the Pooh and that was my thing. But I had bags and bags and bags of Winnie the Pooh books and stuffed animals and just things. And I actually remember one of my girlfriends, Leah, we were moving in Chicago from an apartment to an apartment and she had like two of these big bags. She's like, what's in these bags? And I'm like, who? She kind of <laughs> looked at me. She's like, I'm like, you seriously have two bags full of stuff, food stuffed animals. So my roommate, when I left, had a young daughter who got a lot of my poo. Mm. <laughs> and so I go, how many poos is too many? <laughs> She's like, we can take them. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. Oh, yeah. So would you say that was the hardest thing you had to give up when you moved from? No. No. By far, my car was the hardest thing for me to give up. I loved my Mustang. So I had a 2014 six-speed manual transmission Mustang. What color? White. Yes. Um, which I didn't want the white, but that was all I had. I got it towards the end of the year. The next year they were shifting body styles that I didn't like. And it wasn't like that car was just, it was fun to drive. Mm-hmm. But also it was something that I bought all on my own. Like talk mm-hmm. about manifesting. I had a Jeep that I moved from Chicago with that was really rusty. It kept breaking down. I really didn't have the money for a new car payment, but a friend was getting me a good deal on a new car. Then all they had were like the upsell models with like the mm, bigger speakers. Of and mm-hmm. so the car payment was just a little bit out of my reach when I decided to do it. Literally the next week, I got a raise at work and it was totally fine. I'm not even kidding you. Manifest. That's what I was going to talk about shit. before was manifesting. Yeah. So that used to feel very woo-woo to me. And I was like, manifest my dreams. Like, I don't get it. We get exactly what we focus on. Mm -hmm. Our brain has a part of our brain, the particular activating system, which literally is like a computer that we tell it what is important and what to focus on. Because there's a billion pieces of information at any one time that's entering our eyes. So we can't possibly see it all. So our brain has to filter out what's important, what do we need to see, and what don't we need to see. Mm -hmm. So van life has been a great example. Ever since I deemed van life was important, all I see are vans and RVs and campgrounds. (laughs) I see them everywhere. Right, Roads that I drove down for years and never saw a campground, all of a sudden I'm like, hey, there's a campground there. Okay, I want to pause you here for a second because there's something deeply powerful in you and seeing the hearts. I have my heart here. You see hearts everywhere you go. Yes. Everywhere. This is about shifting what you focus on. Mm -hmm. For probably the majority of my life so far, I was focused on everything that was wrong with me. My health issues. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough money. I can't sleep. I'm not lean enough. I'm not fit enough. You know, everything that was wrong, I was focusing on. Guess what I got more of? More of the bad. Everything that was, yes, all of that. Gratitude was my gateway drug into shifting my mindset. Just thinking about things that I was grateful for, even when everything in my life was still a mess. I looked for, like, even when everything's going wrong, there's still something in your day that can be positive if you choose to see it. Pause you for a second. Gratitude is my gateway drug. That gave me full body chills. That is so powerful, Jen. Thank you for sharing. Gratitude is my gateway drug. Yeah. Yeah. Within a month of just thinking what I was grateful for every morning, 
I felt different. I noticed I was hearing birds sing. I noticed I was seeing flowers that I didn't see before. I noticed I was starting to feel better and starting to sleep better, even though nothing else changed in my life. And that was my first introduction to, I can change how my life feels by what I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the heart to me is a reminder to myself to love myself to look for the good in people, to look for the good in life, to look for the good in my day, even when I'm bloated, even when I didn't sleep well, even when I feel like crap, even when I feel like my business isn't working, when it's all going to shit. <laughs> I I look for the positive. I look for the good. And so it started out just like seeing one or two, and now it's a thing. Now I just see them. I like see a heart cloud or a heart petal drop or a heart leaf or a heart rock and they're mm-hmm. everywhere. everywhere it's crazy so now people will uh, other people will find them and they'll send me <laughs> pictures of hearts they find and i just love it so much so for mm-hmm. anyone who's listening if you see a heart in nature or in anything please tag me in it i would love 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 <laughs> to see it and share it it's jen's thing yes Oh, thank you for sharing that. Like you definitely are drawn to those or they're drawn to you or however you want to look at it. Like that is that is the gift. And so last question I want to ask you before we wrap up is if you could go back to a younger version of you, what age and why? Uh, well, what would be the purpose of going back? Like, am I trying to change something or what would you tell yourself? What would I tell myself? Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a retreat and... The lady had us bring a picture of ourselves seven years old or younger. And we did this exercise with it. It's actually in my course because it was so powerful. And I have that picture still in my van. I would go back to that girl and I would just tell her, you are love. Because she didn't feel loved for a really long time and that hurt her. And she didn't love herself either. Yeah. And so I would just tell her that she's going to be okay. And that she's very deeply loved. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we go. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that rawness and that vulnerability because there's so many women out there. There's men also that feel the same way you felt or, you know, as, as children. And that is such a powerful gift to give yourself permission to go back there and to love on yourself and love on your inner child. And thank you so much for sharing that, Jen. Tell my listeners where on Instagram or Facebook they can reach you. Yeah, on Instagram, it's nextgen09, so N-E-X-T-J-E-N-09. Facebook, I believe it's just Jennifer Ismar, I-S-M-A-R. Mm-hmm. And those are both the best places to get in touch with me. I have an email list of things, but you can always yeah, yeah. kind of find me through there. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for joining me, Jen. I am so honored and so grateful again one more time that we connected in Palm Springs at the van meetup and that like we walked the similar path and knowing that like there's stories that we could go on for days and share and and well, we'll just we'll just have to do that another time. Like what are the big cons of of, um, van life and the things that you've learned, but Thank you so much for joining me on this incredible journey. And as my listeners, thank you so much for being here. Also, listening to Raw and Radiant, your support means the world to me. Don't forget to rate, review, share, download all the things, subscribe. And I am deeply, deeply honored to have you by my side in this journey. There's the heart. 
Keep exploring your soul's desires and I will see you next time. Thank you. Raw and Radiant is edited and produced by Media Unscripted, your one-stop shop for all things podcast production, management, and growth. You can find out more about them at mediaunscripted.com, especially for those of you looking to start, launch, or grow your own show. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their raw and radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.